Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Right away, we are going to be praying, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to be reading the scripture. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right away, we're going to be praying for our nations of residence, first of all, and praying for all the nations of the earth. We're gonna be giving thanks, praying, all manner of prayers, applications, intercessions, and giving thanks for all men everywhere. Thanking God for the reign of salvation everywhere. And we're gonna pray specifically for the leaders, of the nations of the earth. We're going to declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that these leaders are making the right decision wherever they are, as long as it relates to the people that they lead. They are making the right decisions. They are taking the right steps by the power and orchestration of the spirit are making policies that are in accordance with God's perfect will, plans, and purposes for the nations of the earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, policies that are good for men, good for their nations, good for their countries, every policy that is inconsistent with the will, plan, and purpose of God concerning these nations, are all dissolved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because from the policies, you see rules and regulations that endanger men's life, that put the people in hunger, that put the people in penury, that put the people at disadvantage, moral degradation in the state, all resulting from policies where people begin to act as though they have no hearts and become heartless and ruthless to one another. But we're gonna pray, cutting down all such policies. We're gonna declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, cutting off the influence of the deep state and nations that consider themselves supreme with the God factor. We are cutting them down from influencing the nations, especially currently nations that are unnecessarily at war. Nations like Sudan, nations like Russia, um, uh, um, every one of those nations, Ukraine, those that also have internal wars that are, are, are trying to escalate, we begin to cut them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We refuse for them to proceed any further. In the nation of Mali, they've been having internal wars, putting their natural resources as making it illegal for sale in the global market. We say not anymore. 
we bring a ceasefire to all these nations. We say, peace be still in these nations. Let us begin to pray. And we declare that salvation rules are reigning every one of these nations by the power of the Holy Ghost. Cutting off the influence of demons and devils of darkness, orchestrating men, influencing men to take wicked and unreasonable decisions, to do things to hurt their nations and hurt other men. Let us kindly unmute our mics as we pray right now. Makalaba Shanta Kalaba Suti Lagadi Gibush to Lemon de Ba 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 
Kurang apa-apa, 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, la cora baseka batela katila kavende fetute tebele kisto prakadela kakakura kashata. Lagada kila mando vrende kiko bakashata ya. 
We pray for all men everywhere in the different nations of the world. Declaring that your truth reigns in their lives. Yes, every people, every place, they exalt your name most lovely. God most high, yes, we pray, oh God, for the leaders of the nations of the earth. We decree and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that they are functioning according to God's perfect will, plans, and purposes. We cut off every influence of darkness, every influence of wicked and unreasonable men in their leadership and governance. And if they by themselves are the orchestrators of evil, being influenced by darkness, we cut them off and cut them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the day of the church. We refuse for evil to prevail in the nations of the earth. We decree and declare no more wars, no more wars, no more devilish and evil devil inspired policies in the nations of the world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We put a restraint on every man, every woman who is influenced by the devils and demons of darkness and causing havoc in their nations, causing havoc in their parliaments, causing havoc in their legislative, in their house of reps, in the Senate, orchestrating and inspiring laws of darkness, in their nations, in their states, we cut them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We say their counsel become as counsel, as a counsel of Ahitophia. Turn to foolishness, turn to foolishness, lightly esteemed and disregarded in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lakendo fetule mombekito fetule escapida prakado fetule ketebete vitu pele giza ata ata alagadista. Malegerebo senemongi gave kupele de giza. Amen kutele guren de giza akra de kadabaya. We cut off the influence of demons of darkness in a karoluska, in our schools, in our offices, in in in. In the industries in our nations, Likaba Sotokobaya, lies, lies of inclusivity, lies of such wicked policies, Makasekebaya, tenting the morality of God in the nations, tenting the morality of the nations, Lika Sokobaka Telemandabaya. We cut them off and we cut them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We say they proceed no further. Mako Bele Kida Baka Satakabaya, Mendo Fredus. All such policies, all such laws, in the different nations of it, enhancing all this negativity, evil, 
Makeo Kaleka Basetiki Baya. We cut them off and we cut they cut them down and we cut them off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We say they proceed no further. We say no more influence for them. Hey, their counsels are turned to foolishness. Even speaking this day about the laws and policies concerning regulating preaching in Nigeria. It is flung out of the Senate. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is flung out of the Senate. Totally disregarded. It becomes a waste of time. And all those sponsoring it and influencing it. This day they are lightly esteemed. This day they are lightly esteemed. Their counsel is turned to foolishness. Their words become irrelevant. Themselves and those closely associated with them in this wicked, useless propaganda. We cut them off and we cut them down and we cut them off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are flung out of the Senate. Their words become irrelevant and useless in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Balaka soble kito plene bina prondo kobo soto kobelede. Ligoborodoshkele manda kabaya. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. The nation rules, rules and reigns under the authority and the unction of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is Lord over the nations of the earth. Yes, the gospel is being preached in every nation, in every town, in every territory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God forevermore. Oh, Baraka Santa Kabayala Mandi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what nation you are connected from. At this time, you are welcome to despite by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Thank you for joining in in this session of intercess intercession for the nations of the earth, making changes by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Sister Maka, for this opportunity to lead this time of intercessory prayers. Thank you to the prayer team. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Right away, we're going to the session of praise and worship, after which we're going to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, team, Sister Mutinta. Can you mute your mic and lead us in the session of prayer and worship? Hallelujah. Shaka Badida has Kaba Shatekeba, Mastike Bakazida Hantike Brondekeba Shaka Badika Bakasarabaya, Raka Bakazide for Santike Brondekeba Shaka Badida Bahasta. You're a great God, you're mighty, Lord Jesus. What a great God you are. What a great God you are. You are holy, so righteous, magnificent. What a great God you are. What a great God you are. You're a great God, you are mighty, Lord Jesus. 
What a great God you are. What a great God you are. You are holy, so righteous, magnificent. What a great God you are. What a great God you are. You're good, you're kind, you're great. Precious Jesus, what a great God you are. You are good, Lord, you are kind, you are great, precious Jesus, what a great God you are, yeah, you are good. You are kind, you are great. Gracious Jesus, what a great God you are. Oh, your glory fills the heaven. Your beauty none compares. Lord, you reign in majesty. What a great God you are. Your glory fills the heavens. Your beauty none compares. You reign in majesty. Lord, there's no one like you. Shaka Balida Bahas. Mante Likriti Likiva Sankata Rankava Radi Likiva Mantala Gavash Anta Parada Kosikiti. Mente Likriti Levisuto Kobarada Gavash Anta and Kosa. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome to another time of devotion with the word of God, glory to God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the time of intercessory prayers. And thank you, esteemed Mutinta, for the time of worship. Praise God. We would quickly um, go through our devotional article for today. Um, can we have it up on the screen? Manto seats Esteemed cohorts, let's have the rhapsody on the screen. The title of today's devotional article is Don't Harbor Resentment, 14th of May, 2023. Don't Harbor Resentment. 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Ephesians 4 verse 31. The Spirit says through Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 20, In malice be as children, but in understanding be men. Children don't keep malice. They don't harbor resentment. They have a pure and innocent mind. That's how God wants us to live. Children don't keep malice. They don't harbor resentment. They have a pure mind, a pure and innocent mind. That's how God wants us to live. The same admonition he gave in our theme verses repeated in Colossians 3 and verse 8. It says, but now he also put over all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. All these are listed together because they are all related. Resentment will prompt you to negative actions and filthy communications. Therefore, eschew it. So many ventures today were started on the basis of resentment. Someone was angry about the way things were being done in a church establishment, in a certain establishment, and went on to start his own. Even some churches have been started that way too. You can't get God's approval on a venture, enterprise, or action that has anger, resentment, and bitterness as its driving force. I'll take that again. You can't get God's approval on a venture, enterprise, or action that has anger, resentment, and bitterness at its driving force. The Lord Jesus alluded to this in Matthew 23, 27 to 28, when he said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white, whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness, even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Harboring resentment, bitterness, anger, hatred, or jealousy eventually produces adverse effects in a person because these negative forces lead people to unwholesome actions. Remember, we are called to walk in love. When you walk in love, you are a master. You are in dominion. The Bible says love isn't self-seeking, touchy, fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Neither does it pay attention to a suffered wrong. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 5, Amplified Classic Translation. Praise God. You know that today's devotional article, <laughs> we don't get to talk about it every day. But when we get to talk about it, we better deal with it and deal with it big time. In human relationship, you must settle this in your heart. And please listen to me very well. In human relationship, there will be offenses. When you expect the offenses, you would, you would live a better life. So pastor will say, you will be able to forgive ahead of the offense. It is a mindset that I have that in dealing with people, 
no matter who the person is, there might be an offense. There might be a misunderstanding. It's not because the person wants to do it. But you see, we're all different individuals with different um, um, way of doing things, different background. Growing, grow, we grew up from different families in different locations with different traditions, cultures. Sometimes the thing that we offend Sister Kevin Harris might not offend Pastor Deborah because they are two different people. So even this offense matter, it is relative. It is relative. You know, in that first paragraph, he said, in malice, be like a child. In communication, in, in understanding as men, as a child, mothers and fathers, you can bear witness. No matter what you say to your child, no matter what you do to the child, no matter how you beat the child, after that moment, the matter has ended. They don't remember what you did. I don't know how many of you have experienced it with kids. They don't remember what you did. The next moment they are playing with you like nothing happened. He said, in malice, be as a child. And some people are professional malice keepers. Can keep malice for months and for years. Anyways, if you've been following Inspired by the Word, there are some things that would have naturally died in you. You'd have died and passed out of your life. You've been following the project, a message a day. They're just messages that throw a light on your life and you tell yourself, this is not who I want to be. You embrace God's picture of you because the word of God shows us who God wants us to be. In malice, be as a child, in understanding as a man. Can you learn to give excuses for people? Can you learn to give excuses for people? Every time someone offends you, can you find an excuse before the person gets to explain, before the person gets to apologize? Can you find an excuse for the person why the person may have done what the person did? Can you also always expect, make accommodation for offense? If it comes, you were already ready for it. This thing I'm telling you is very, very critical. If you do it, you'll find that you are less offended. You are less, res you, 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 you don't, you know, because, you know, when you say you betrayed me, you betrayed me, you betrayed me. And somebody betrayed you because you were not expecting offense.
And you see, beyond the person who's going to offend you, beyond the offender, it keeps your heart in a state of freedom. It will help you. It doesn't matter the, the person's office. It doesn't matter the height of the personality. If I hear that, oh, this person said this, this person did this. I already am programmed in my mind to remember that, oh, this person is, as long as we're on earth, there will be human tendencies. There will be human miscommunications. There will be human misunderstandings not out of deliberate actions, sometimes just out of miscommunication, just out of the fact that a matter was not properly represented. So I don't go out of that place and then I'm hating on the person and, and, and he says he's a Christian and he says he's a pastor and she says she's a pastor. No, 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 no. I already, already, already expect as long as we're on this earth, certain things will happen and offenses are one of them. I'm saying it again. If you think in your mind that that's how it's going to be, you would expect it, you would forgive easily and you will never have the opportunity to harbor hatred, resentment, bitterness because before the offend, offense came you had already made accommodation for forgiveness are you going to confront the person about it yes if you can as a leader i can be punishing you and we'll still be enjoying our life but you see that punishment you serve it especially if you need it to be corrected for the next level but the punishment is not coming from hatred. It's not coming from resentment. It's not coming from anger. There are different kinds of punishment. But there's that action that is backed by great resentment, by great anger and hatred. You can't stand the person. You don't want to see the person. Brother and sister, Christ is in you. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but love. Be so full of love that you cannot, you cannot ooze out hatred. Be so full of love. Be so full of love. And you must, you must keep your love work intact because the Bible says faith worked by love. Faith worked by love. If your love is affected, your faith is ineffective. And you see, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith is the air that you breathe as a Christian. You live by faith. This is the month of victory. He said, your, your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. There's no victory if your faith is ineffective. And if your love is affected, faith is not working. Faith is not working. So there's so much that's connected to this matter. <laughs> refuse resentment, refuse anger, refuse hatred, refuse bitterness, refuse them, refuse them. So much is affected if you refuse to walk in love. Be quick to forgive. Practice it, it's, it's, it's possible. If a matter happens, we deal with it that day and then we move on. Don't keep it, say, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, you don't want to talk about it, but it's there in your heart, it's eating you up. 
talk now if that's going to help you talk. Husbands and wife, you are in the same house, you can't keep malice for days, for weeks. Stop it, oh. Stop it. You are opening the door for the devil. No matter what happens in your marriage, always remember that you are for each other. You are not against each other. We are for ourselves, right? You are for each other. You are not against each other. You are for each other against the world. But the enemy is not the two of you. Yes, there's a misunderstanding. Yes, somebody did something that is not okay, but you are not the enemies. So don't begin to treat your spouse as an enemy just because the, she did something or said something or he didn't do what he was, he was supposed to do. He forgot your marriage anniversary, then you have refused to give him food for three days. He should eat outside. Sister, is that what you want? He should be eating outside. Is that the life you want next? This your one guy is getting too, too far. Old. He forgot anniversary only. There's God. Anyways, please make up your mind that all of these things that pastors talked about in today's devotional article that you're here to do, and that's what we're trained for in this place. We're inspired by the word of God. When the word comes to us, we're consistently inspired to make adjustments on the basis of the word of God, even if our experience before then or our thinking before then was otherwise. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Oinye. Before I do that, let me pray over the offering. Um, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for everyone who is giving an offering today. As they send the offerings to their churches, to their cells, their PCFs, whatever the place of giving, I pray for them that they will always have the heart of the giver. They will always be prompt to do it. And as a result, their harvest will always be undeniable and unstoppable. I pray this day, Lord, for a harvest of every seed sown. Lord, before the rapture in this house, there will be no one who has not received their harvest in full. They will come in the billions, in the trillions, in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Ensure that you're in church today. And um, those of you who you've been um, doing your offerings physically, so gather all the offerings today and take them to your church as you go to church today. God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, esteemed Pastor Deborah will wrap up the meeting at the end. Over to you, esteemed Pastor Onye. Thank you, esteemed Ma, for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from, we are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies. Praise God. Proverbs 14.30, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. 1 Corinthians 13.3, what if I gave away all that I owned and let myself be born than life? I would gain nothing unless I loved others. Hebrews 12, 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, and lest any root of bitterness bring up trouble in you, and thereby many be defiled.
Hebrews, sorry, um, Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligent, okay, sorry. Ephesians 4, 31. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath and passion, rage, bad temper and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slender, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous, blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. Praise God. Please let's take the confession together. I refuse to allow resentment, hatred, jealousy, envy, bitterness, anger, strife, spite, ill will, or business of any kind to take root in me. My heart is full of God's love, kindness, and compassion, and I express this lavish lavishly everywhere and to everyone to the delight of the father amen glory to god we are going over to the new testament reading for today's devotion and we are still in the book of john john chapter 6 we'll start from 16 praise god caption too tough to swallow too tough to swallow Many among his disciples heard this and said, this is tough. This is tough teaching, too tough to swallow. Jesus sensed that his disciples were having a high time with this and said, does this rattle you completely? What would happen if the son of man ascended to where he came from? The spirit can make life, share muscle and willpower, don't make anything happen. Every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word and it is life making. And some of you are resisting and refusing to have any part in this. Jesus knew from the start that somewhere, that some weren't going to mix themselves with him. He also knew who would betray him. He went on to say, It is why I told you earlier that no one is capable of coming to me on his own. He gets to me only as a gift from the Father. After this, many of his disciples left. They no longer wanted to be associated with him. Then Jesus gave the two of their chance. Do you also want to leave? Peter replied, Master, to whom would we go? We have the words of real life, eternal life. We've already committed ourselves, confident that you are the only one, only, sorry, we've already committed ourselves Confident that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus responded, haven't I handpicked you, the twelve? Still, one of you is a devil. You referring to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. This man, one from the twelve, was even then getting ready to betray him. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. And to say a big thank you to Steve Stavanka for this opportunity. Thank you, Esteem Brother Martin, for sharing your screen. Do have a prolific day, everybody. Happy Sunday. God bless you. I love you.
Praise God. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Thank you, Pastor Nye, for that beautiful read. And um, thank you, esteemed Stamaka, for that amazing study of reality session. But today, we're <coughs> reading, we're continuing with our book, First Kings, and we're reading chapter 12 to 14 this morning. And our caption is Rehoboam. Rehoboam traveled to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to inaugurate him as king. Jeroboam had been in Egypt, where he had taken asylum from King Solomon. When he got the report of Solomon's death, he had to come back. Rehoboam assembled Jeroboam and all the people. They said to Rehoboam, the father made life hard for us worked our fingers to the bone. Give us a break, lighten up on us and we willingly serve you. Give me three days to think it over then come back, Rehoboam said. Rehoboam talked it over with the elders who had advised his father when he was alive. What's your counsel? How do you suggest that I answer it? They said, if you will be a servant to these people, be considerate of their needs and respond with compassion. Work things out with them, they'll end up doing anything for you. But he rejected the counsel of the elders and asked the young men he had grown up with, who were now pouring his favor. What do you think? What should I say to these people who are saying, give us a break from your father's harsh ways, lighten up on us? The young talks he had grown up with said, these people who complain your father was too hard on us, lighten up. Well, tell them this. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. If you think life under my father was hard, you haven't seen the half of it. Father trashed you with whips. I'll beat you bloody with chains. Three days later, Jeroboam and the people showed up. Just as Rehoboam had directed, when he said, give me three days to think it over, then come back. King's answer was harsh and rude. He spawned the counsel of the elders and went to the advice of the young sex. If you think life under my father was hard, you haven't seen the half of it. Father trashed you with whips, I'll beat you bloody with chains. Rehoboam turned a deaf ear to the people. God was all behind this, confirming the message that he had given to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah of Shiloh. When all Israel realized that the king hadn't listened to a word, they had said, they stood up to him and said, Let lost David have had it with you, son of Jesse. Let's get out of here, Israel, and fast. From now on, David, mind your own business. And with that, he left. But Rehoboam continued to rule those who lived in the towns of Judah. When King Rehoboam next sent out Adoniram, head of the workforce, the Israelites ganged up on him, pelted him with stones, and killed him. King Rehoboam jumped in his chariot and fled to Jerusalem as fast as he could. Israel has been in rebellion against the Davidic regime or regime ever since. When the word was about was out that Jeroboam was back and available, the assembled people invited him and inaugurated him king over all Israel. The only tribe left to the Davidic dynasty was Judah. When Jeroboam got back to Jerusalem, he called up the men of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. 180,000 of their best soldiers to go to war against Israel and recover the kingdom 
from for Rehoboam, son of Solomon. At this time, the word of God came to Shemaiah, a man of God. Tell this to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, along with everyone in Judah, Benjamin, and anyone else who is around. This is God's word. Don't march out. Don't fight against your brothers and Israelites. The Israelites, go back home. Every last one of you, I'm in charge here. And they did it. They did what God said and went home. Jeroboam made a fort at Shechem in the hills of Ephraim and made that his headquarters. He also built a fort at Penuel. But then Jeroboam thought soon be long before the kingdom is reunited under David as soon as these people resume worship at the temple of God in Jerusalem. They will start thinking of Rehoboam, king of Judah as their ruler. They would then kill me and go back to King Rehoboam. So the king came up with a plan. He made two golden caps. Then he announced, it is too much trouble for you to go to Jerusalem to worship. Look at these, the gods who brought you out of Egypt. Which one calf in Bethel, the other he placed in Dan. It was blatant sin. Think of it, you traveling all the way to Dan to worship a calf. And that wasn't the end of it. Jeroboam built forbidden shrines all over the place. I recruited priests from wherever I could find them, regardless of whether they were fit for the job or not. To top it off, he created a holy New Year festival to be held on the 15th day of the eighth month. Hmm. As to replace the one in Judah, complete with worship offered on the altar of Bethel, at Bethel and sacrificing, the, sacrificing before the calves. He had set up there. He staffed better with priests from the local shrines he had made. This was strictly his own idea to compete with the feast in Judah. Carried it off with flair, a festival exclusively for Israel. Jeroboam himself leading the worship at the altar. Hmm. And then this happened. Just as Jeroboam was at the altar about to make an offering, a holy man came from Judah by God's command and preached. These were God's orders to the altar. Altar, altar, God's message. His son will be born into David's family, named Josiah. The priests from the shrines who are making offerings on him, he was sacrificed on. Human bones burned on him. At the same time, he announced his sign. This is the proof God gives. Water was split into pieces and the holy offerings spill into the dirt. When the king heard the message, the holy man preached against the altar at Bethel. He reached out to grab him, yelling, Arrest him! But his arm was paralyzed and hung useless. <laughs> at the same time, the altar broke apart and the holy offerings all spilled into death. The very sign the holy man had announced because. The king pleaded with the holy man, help me pray to your God for the healing of my arm. The holy man prayed for him and the king's arm was healed as good as new. And the king invited the holy man, join me for a meal. I have a gift for you. The holy man told the king, not on your life. You don't pay me enough to get him to sit down with you at a meal in this place. I'm here under God's orders and a Commanded, don't eat a crumb, don't drink a drop, don't go back the way you came. And he left by a different road than the one on which he had walked better. There was an old prophet who lived in Bethel. His sons came and told him the story of what the holy man had done that day in Bethel. 
told him everything that, that, that had happened and what the holy man had said to the king. The father said, which way did he go? His sons pointed out the road that the holy man from Judah had taken. Told his sons, saddle my donkey. When they had saddled it, he got on and rode after the holy man. He found him sitting under an oak tree. He asked him, are you the holy man who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he said. Well, come home with me and have a meal. Sorry, I can't do that. Suleiman said, I can neither go back with you nor eat with you in this country. I'm under strict orders from God. Don't eat a crumb, don't drink a drop, and don't come back away. But he said, I'm also a prophet. It's like you. An angel came to me with a message from God. Bring him home with you and give him a good meal. But the man was lying. So the holy man went home with him and they had a meal together. Yet they were sitting at the table together when the word of God came to the prophet who had brought him back confronted the holy man who had come from you. God's word to you. disobeyed God's command, didn't keep the strict orders for your God gave you. Came back and sat down to a good meal, the very place God told you, don't eat a crumb, don't drink a drop. For that, you are going to die far from home and not be buried in your ancestral tomb. And the meal was over, the prophet who had brought him back, saddled his donkey for Down the road, Away, the lion met him and killed him. Scops lay crumbled on the road, lion on one side and the donkey on the other. So passerby saw the corpse in a heap of the road, with the lion standing guard beside it. He went to the village where the old prophet lived and told what they had seen. And the prophet who had gotten him off track said, It is a holy man who disobeyed God's strict orders, but turned him over to the lion who knocked him around and killed him. Just as God had told him, the prophet told his sons, Sadu, my donkey, they did it. He rode out and found the corpse in a heap on the, in the road with the lion and the donkey standing there. The lion hadn't bothered either the corpse or the donkey. The old prophet loaded the corpse of the holy man on his donkey and returned it to his own town to give it a decent burial, placed the body in his own tomb, who mourned, saying, A sad day, brother. After the funeral, the prophet said to his sons, when I die, bury me in the same tomb where the holy man is buried, the bones alongside his bones. The message that he preached by God's command against the altar at Bethel and against all the sects and religious shrines in the towns of Samaria will come true. After this happened, Jeroboam kept right on doing evil, recruiting priests for the forbidden shrines indiscriminately. Anyone who wanted to would be a priest at one of the local shrines. This was the root sin of Jeroboam's government, and it, and it was this that ruined him. Hmm. At about this time, Jeroboam's son, Abijah, came down sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, do something. <laughs> Disguise yourself so no one will know you are the queen, and go to Shiloh. Ahijah, the prophet, lived there. Same Ahijah, who told me I would be king over this world. Take along ten loaves of bread, some sweet rolls, and a jug of honey. Make a visit to him. I'll tell you what's going on with our boy. Jeroboam's wife did as she was told. She went straight to Shiloh and to Ahijah's house. It's amazing when the prophet told you you were going to be king and told you what to do, but you refused to do it. 
Now your son is sick. We are now going back to that prophet. Jeroboam's wife did as she was told. She went straight to Shiloh and to Ahijah's house. Ahijah was an old man at this time and blind, but God had warned Ahijah. Jeroboam's wife is on her way to consult with you regarding her sick son. Tell her this and this and this. When she came in, she was disguised. Ahijah heard her come through the door and said, Welcome, wife of Jeroboam. <laughs> Why the deception? I've got bad news for you. <laughs> I delivered this message I received firsthand from God, the God of Israel, to Jeroboam. I raised you up from obscurity and made you the leader of my people Israel. I raised the kingdom from the hands of David's family and gave it to you. But you weren't at all like my servant David, who did what I told him and lived from his undivided heart. Please, instead, you have set a new record in works of evil and making alien gods, sin gods, pushing me aside and turning your back. You have made me mighty angry, and I will not put up with it. I'm bringing doom on the household of Jeroboam, killing the lot of them right down to the last male wretch in Israel. But as slave or free, they have become nothing but garbage, and I'm getting rid of them. The ones who die in the city will be eaten by a street dog, by street dogs. The ones who die out of the, in the country will be eaten by carrion crowd, God's decree. And that is it. Go on home. The minute you step foot in town, the boy will die. Everyone will come to his burial, mourning his death. He's the only one in Jeroboam's family who will get a decent burial. He's the only one for whom God, the God of Israel, has a good word to say. And God will appoint a king over Israel who will wipe out Jeroboam's family, wipe them right off the map, doomsday for Jeroboam. He will hit Israel hard as a storm slaps reeds about. He will pull them up by the roots. From, the, from this good land of their inheritance, weeding them out, and then scatter them to the forwards. And why? Because they made God so angry with Asherah's sex and religion strength. He will wash his hands of Israel. Because Jeroboam's sins, which had led Israel into a life of sin, Jeroboam's wife left and went home to Terzah. The moment she stepped through the door, the boy died, buried him, and everyone mourned his death, just as God had said through his servant, the prophet Ahijah. The rest of Jeroboam's life was a fought. The way he ruled is written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. He ruled for 22 years. He died and was buried with his ancestors. Nadab, his son, was king after him. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he took the throne. I was king for 17 years in Jerusalem. The city God selected from all the tribes of Israel for the worship of his name. Rehoboam's mother was Nema, or Nama, an Ammonite. Judah was openly wicked before God, making him very angry. They set new records on sin, surpassing anything the ancestors had done. They built Asherah's sex and religion shrines and set up sacred stones all over the place, on hills, under trees, wherever you looked. Worse, they had male sacred prostitutes, a way polluting the country outrageously. All the stuff that God had gotten rid of when he brought Israel into the land. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam's rule, Shishak, king of Egypt, made war against Joseph, plundered the temple of God and the royal palace of their treasures, cleaned them out, even the gold shields that Solomon had made. 
King Rehoboam replaced them with bronze shields and outfitted the royal palace guards with them. Whenever the king went to God's them, the guards carried the shields, but always returned them to the guard room. The rest of Rehoboam's life, <clears throat> what he said and did is all written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam the whole time. Rehoboam died and was buried with his ancestors instead of David. His mother was Nama, the Ammonite. His son, Abijah, ruled after him. <laughs> okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, and I hand over to Sumbra Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much, Sumbra John. I wonder why Abijah was making you laugh. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to Esteem Stamaka for this great privilege. Thank you so much, Ma, for this awesome privilege to take us through today's affirmation as well as the communion. The affirmation will be on the screen shortly. We'll be affirming I walk in righteousness, I walk in love, I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Praise God forevermore. I'll be making this affirmation five times this morning. Praise God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segments. And our text is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 26 to 28. Praise God. Hallelujah. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and give it to his disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Brothers and sisters, take the bread at this time. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the bread we break, the communion of the body of Christ. We decree in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that as we break this bread, Shiga Baradori and Dija, we walk in the newness of life continually in perfection, in health, in soundness of mind, not even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there is anyone who has anything, he or she has forthwith. You've been fighting that sin of malice, of bitterness, of anger. It's been a tough one for you to let go. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you break this bread and eat it, it's a newness of life for you. You easily let go and you move on by the power of God's spirit. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. Now you take the cup and you declare, I have love in my spirit. 
the love of God is shared abroad by the Holy Ghost in my life. And every day, I live a life of love. I live a life of joy. I am happy and I make others happy. I refuse the malice. I refuse the bitterness. I refuse the wrath. I refuse the anger. It is not a part of me. The devil has nothing in me. I am born of God. God is love. I am love. Glory to God forevermore. Go ahead and take the cup now. Oh, blast the bido bido, crendes kijo bido bido. Valentisco fratoso bido clish to parag lacrid on stage the petila crenda kaya. Bligons con fratas kidahastas. Glory, glory, glory forevermore. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. For today and every day of our lives, we are loaded with benefits. And we receive the benefits even now by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'll say thank you so much, esteemed Mr. Maka. Thank you so much for this great privilege. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to esteemed Pastor Deborah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Once again, thank you, esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you, esteemed Stamaka, for this opportunity. And thank you so much, esteemed co-host. Glory to God forevermore. Okay, so today is the 14th of May. And we are celebrating you today. It's celebration time. If it's your birthday or the birthday of a loved one, we'd love for you to come to the chat room and tell us so we can celebrate with you today. Glory to God. And if this is your first time of joining us and inspired by the word, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to celebrate you. Glory to God. Please come quickly to the chat room. Let us know your full name, what state or city you're connected from. If you're within Nigeria, if you're outside Nigeria, kindly let us know what country and, of course, who invited you. Glory, glory to God. As Mr. Kamal Speed says, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. Happy Mother's Day, dear mothers. Happy Mother's Day to us. Glory to God. I think Pastor Pell says, Glory, it's my birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, St. Pastor Pell. Glory to God. Sister Benedita says, today's my younger brother's birthday. Happy birthday to your younger brother. Um, Samuel Molola says, today's the birthday of my sister's son. Happy, happy birthday. Stabasi says, today is my sister's birthday. Her name is Kyrie Jackson. Happy, happy birthday to Kyrie Jackson. Josh says, happy birthday to my friend Martha. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to Emmanuel. Glory to God. Mommy Bridget says, hallelujah. Today is the birthday of my second daughter, Ife Sinachi Obi. To God be the glory. Yes, happy, happy birthday to your dear daughter, mommy. We celebrate with you. Glory to God. Yeah, Sister Benedita says today is my colleague's birthday. Okwe, happy, happy birthday to Okwe. Monde ketule mongre duske pete tunele keskove duske le manda kaskela brada kapashata. Kaligos kepetule mongri angdasa eka kapali katela kadaya. Lord, we thank you for everyone who is celebrating today. We thank you, O oh God, for their lives and from glory to glory using the esteemed Pastor Pearl Lazan. 
We celebrate her today, oh God. We use her as a point of contact to everyone celebrating today. We celebrate her today. We celebrate your life in her. We declare that wisdom is a work in her, both will and to do of your good pleasures in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for every one of our loved ones, oh God. Their lives are an inspiration. Their lives are a blessing. Their lives are a fulfillment of the word of God. If there be anyone amongst them, who's here to give their heart to Christ. We'll pray for that one today. They are making the right decisions even today. Convinced of the Holy Spirit, convicted of the Holy Spirit. They are making the right decisions today. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Many are coming to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they are making the right decisions today. Making Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. For in Jesus' precious name we've prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Happy birthday and congratulations, everyone. We're celebrating someone today and the esteemed Pastor Pearl. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, so we are going to be praying for our offerings today. Send your offerings to the church. Munda kasata kabali kidi bushakata la mandi kizi kiti barada bashakata yala mandi kidi bushakata yala mandi kiza kata kabaya. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word is true. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together. Hallelujah. Okay, please let's kindly unmute our mics. <laughs> As kindly unmute our mics as we share the grace in fellowship. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for the opportunity, and I am grateful. Glory to God. Let's kindly unmute our mics as we share the grace in fellowship. Yes, brother Master. 